News Hounds from Queen City Nerve is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. And welcome to episode forty-eight of Queen City Nerves News Hounds podcast. And we have a we have a squad in here today. We have squad. a whole Talking Walls team. Yeah, um, but just part of the of the bigger team. Um, so I'm just going to go right around the table and just let everybody sort of introduce themselves. Everyone here is uh, is involved with Talking Walls Mural Fest. Uh, if you want to learn more about that, we just have a new cover story that came onto our website this morning. And uh, we have Carla Aaron Lopez here who took over as chair this year. So that's who we're going to start with. What's going on, Carla? Nothing much. I am Carla Aaron Lopez, original QC native from the 704 West Side, all day playboy. I have been around the world a few times and I came back home a while ago. And Carla's already just been glancing at her sound levels, which are, <laughs> are shown on the TV. I love the enthusiasm. Just like, oh, that looks good. <laughs> yeah, because we can't be popping peas around right. here. And Haley, we'll go. Uh, we got Haley Henry here. Hello, I am Haley Henry. This is my third year with uh, the Talking Walls organization. I'm our admin and I try to keep everyone together. Mm-hmm. We got Arco. What's going on? I'm Arco. I am Charlotte born and bred pretty much like Carla. Been around and now I'm back. I'm the artist liaison and work on making sure our artists are able to paint. They're painting in the place they want to paint at and they're comfortable while they do it. Mm-hmm. And you've almost certainly seen Arco's work around as with Carla uh, if you've been around driving you know pure intentions comes to mind first uh, on North Tryon mm-hmm. but he's got murals all over and then we got Will Jenkins here what's going on Will how you doing I'm Sir Will now Charlotte born but I have been here forever but I know what it looked like beforehand mm-hmm. <laughs> I am that's my first year on the talking wall board and I'm in charge of content digital media so y'all can see everything that's happening and you might know Will from uh, his Instagram handle, Simplistic Phobia, yep. his work with Black Market CLT. I'm pretty sure y'all, that's how y'all probably connected, but we'll get into all that. And yeah, we're just going to talk art. I mean, we're going to talk about street art, the mural fest, all those things. Carla and I had a long conversation and I was only able to fit so much of it into the uh, into the article. And that's why I'm excited. To First of all, that was a well-written article. Oh, I appreciate it. I just needed to come here and tell you that today. I appreciate it. Carla did her, uh, did her time in the journalism world i'll put it that way facts on facts uh, we talked about that too in our chat so it means a lot i, lo- I appreciate the the compliment I, this is something that i've always loved anyone who follows me on instagram i don't have a damn artistic bone in my body beyond writing like visual arts just can't i can't do it i'm a stick figure kind of person hey, um, look, multi-million dollar deals are made with stick figures on napkins absolutely, every day. <laughs> absolutely. but i'm just a very big admirer patron consumer of the arts and uh so just especially talking walls i've always been intrigued by this i know arco i've run into you many times at all sorts of different events all over over the years um and this is my shit i just love it so that's why you know once every few months we try to get a, an art episode into this podcast because it's usually focused on news but this is my shit so i'm excited to talk about it let's let's just jump into and i'll let you take the lead carla in terms of what talking walls is really anybody can we can just hop around i just want to have a conversation i don't even want to set it up like a Q&A. I just want to sort of chat about how Talking Walls works this year. What's the aim? What's the goals? What are we what are we getting started? October 16th it starts, right? October 18th. 18th, right. Yeah. Um, and this year 
the reason why it is different is because we are taking COVID into consideration for the second year in a row, which requires you to lean into more local artists, which is fair game. Uh, Charlotte is always outsourcing for creatives when clearly there are more than enough creatives here that are just now becoming visible to the rest of Charlotte. So that we started in 2018 uh, with international, national, local artists. That's sort of the gist. Yes, and we're still definitely keeping that framework because Mm -hmm. I do enjoy that when you pull in national, international artists, you get a chance to defeat the question, where and what is Charlotte? Well, first of all, it's a city in the South. We're the banking capital of the South. Not Charlottesville. Not Not Charlottesville. (laughs) Yeah, God bless Charlottesville, number one. But I do rock with Charleston. I Mm -hmm. I fucks with that little town. Um, Now, I like that because that does expose Charlotte to other artists that are not here. But Charlotte always seems to forget our neighbors in the backyards. Mm -hmm. Let's shout them a little hollow. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's what we're all about. Uh, the local artists. I mean, y'all have been with Arc. I mean, y'all have been with Arco. Y'all have been with uh, Talking Walls from the get go. How have you seen that sort of connection being made, especially in 1819, when there were a better chance at bringing in out of town national, international artists? So when I started working with Talking Walls, uh, it was it was I was nominated to to paint one of the walls. And the idea for the whole setup was that Talking Walls is the vehicle to showcase art from around the world and around the country because people from Charlotte aren't going out and seeing all this stuff. So we got to invite people in to uh, to check it all out. The next year, I started uh, liaising, um, helping organize and get stuff, make the connections for between artists, lifts, paint, etc. And being part of that and uh, and connecting with those international and national acts that do come through and and seeing the artists locally that would come to see those big artists uh, create, it was a great opportunity to one connect with them and kind of look and see that we do have a huge pool of talent, a growing pool of talent here in the city. What's really nice uh, last year was was a real challenge trying to make sure that we were able to keep everybody safe, and so we did pivot to a little less outreach so we had a lot more national and local than this year same deal um what's cool about this year is that the structure of what talking walls is the whole the the, our board system the way that we work the way we communicate our teams and who does what has expanded a huge amount to where we have we have a reach within our community that we have never had before. Mm-hmm. I've been introduced to artists that I never would have known about since. And I've been introduced to a way of working with a team that has been really, really beneficial and actually has made this festival, in my mind, one of the smoothest to plan and prep for mm-hmm. um, out of all of them that we've been, that I've been, that I've been part of personally. Nice. Um, teamwork make the dream yeah. work, baby. Yeah. I'm a teacher and a mommy. Y'all, y'all can't break my routine. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm excited. It's it's been great. So I'm really excited for this year. Uh we have a killer lineup teasing them out mm-hmm. every couple of days. So I won't say anything else about that, but we're really, really excited about what's gonna be happening this year. Right. And um I've seen a couple announcements that y'all have already made. Forgetting her first name, King from Atlanta. Nika. Nika, Nika King. She looks great. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. But that goes into, that plays into your sort of connection. You went to SCAD in Atlanta. Yes. Made a lot of connections there. And that's going to be something you build up in 2022. 
I don't know if we can hop into that conversation later because that's a lot. And we're <laughs> we just started talking talking walls, but you got plans for Atlanta. Um, is that sort of the first step in in sort of that thing is recruiting some folks from there? No, I've already completed and gotten the first step rolling with mm-hmm. Elder Gallery. Right. So the plan is my one of my biggest focal points for 2022 is to build a stronger bridge between Atlanta and Charlotte when it comes to artists. Some people know each other, but we don't have, as a town, all the way across the board, we don't have a grasp on connecting with other Southern cities. Case in point, people come to Charlotte, they say it's a mini Atlanta. No, it's not. There's nothing Hollywood about Charlotte. Flat out. You have to have that Hollywood aspect to even be like in Atlanta, but what Charlotte is definitely like, Charlotte. Charlotte is a very creative place. It's just like any Southern town, you have to go looking in between the cracks to find the thing that you would experience in a larger city. All of the things that we would think is in another city is right here. And that's what I've experienced from time spent in New York, time spent in LA, time spent in Atlanta. Everything we have is right here. It's just, taking the time to highlight those things or create bridges to where, oh, we have a full-blown identity. What I can tell you is that just from the connections I have in Atlanta to here, whoever has been associated with me here, people in Atlanta are now beginning to look at those social media profiles until serendipity happens and they're both in the same room. Right. And that's what I want to establish. Put First, them in the same room. Put them in the same room. First thing I want to do is invade my tattoo shop's Uh, anniversary party and bring Charlotte to Atlanta. Next month, I'll be bringing Atlanta to Charlotte. I will hit all art levels from the underground to the galleries, to the museums, to the bigger institutions, just to make us identifiable in the Southeast. And I know that's a 10 to 20 year job. Mm -hmm. And it's a good point because we've seen a sort of a bigger support of street art uh, mural commissions, things like that in pub, in very public places. So corporate sponsored sometimes, oftentimes corporate sponsored. And that was just something we didn't see as much as I don't have to tell y'all. Uh, five or six years ago, the first time that I was uh, hanging out in Cabbage Town in, in Atlanta, Edgewood Avenue area, I was just blown away by like- You were blown amount. away by two festivals, Living Walls and Forward Warrior. Is that what sort of yeah. cross, uh, propelled Living that? Walls belongs to Monica Campana and Forward Warrior belongs to Peter Ferrari. Okay. So yeah, like in Cabbage Town, they got like a whole, there's no there's no empty wall space. <laughs> Let's yeah. put it that way. No, my and friends just, just paint like, over their murals every right. year. Yeah, and they got that whole tunnel where people can just go and yeah, do their own Prague shit. Yeah, Prague is dope. Yeah. Right. Um, Iconic, too. So, I mean, how do you feel that's come about in terms of seeing that support grow in Charlotte? Now you got certain places that aren't quite Cabbage Town yet, but you mean you go to Camp North and you're going to see 40 public art pieces just walking around. Totally right. Um, I think Camp North End will be visually mm -hmm. like a Cabbage Town. Right. Plaza Midwood, Noda, those two spaces specifically. South End just feels too gentrified slate gray for me. Right, right. But Noda and Plaza Midwood have flavor. And personally, I'm going to lean into Noda and figure out how I can collaborate with TubeCat because he created Astropop. Right. I truly, I hate Highlander. I don't know who these people out here that believe there only has to be one. Right, right. There doesn't have to be one. I'm black, Latino, and a woman. I get denied all the time. So I'm going to deny all of y'all of y'all power and decimate the power. And we just have an even playing field together. 
So, I'm mad I didn't get to make it out to Astro Pop. I am too. I want to see it. I'm yeah. so excited. It was really good. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> I know it was. I, I would have just been staring at John like, John, man. Hairston? Yeah. That's who I was hearing, like, did something amazing. Yes. It was that guy, Smitty. I ran into him at Plaza Midwood, and he was like, oh, I just came from Astro Pop, and John Hairston did something i just never seen live painting that quick that he put together, and I was just like, fuck, that's today. I was like, shit. (laughs) I love watching John's brain just go. Mm -hmm. Just just have at it play. I don't know what you're about to do, but I'll just sit down here and watch you like I'm meditating. Right. And what do you mean... You you all have obviously been seeing this this same thing. What is it? What do you feel like it means to the city? And anyone can take this. So it's not a question to any specific person. In terms of um, seeing that acceptance for public art, what do you hope that leads to, or what does it mean for us? It's a very vague, yeah. broad um, question. So you can we take it on, any way you want. We waiting on you. You most passionate. Yeah, that accept- <laughs> the acceptance of public art has been a tough road, uh, more so because. All of the murals, all the street art, all this stuff comes from graffiti. Right. Right. If it wasn't for these guys that were painting walls and tunnels and streets 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, we wouldn't have this movement here in Charlotte specifically, but any in any city. What's really interesting is those same people are the people that you're paying now to paint these, you know, $40,000 murals. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool seeing that, but a lot of people really don't have the appreciation for the graph that they do for the street art and the murals. They think, oh, that's dirty. And it's like, that's part of the culture. Like you mm-hmm. can't cherry pick what you want. I was I was reached out to uh, by an area that I frequented that I had done a couple of murals for. They had stated, oh, well, since, since your stuff came up, like we've been noticing a little more tagging and and a little more like, stuff like graffiti and throws and stuff going up, putting it on me. Like I was the one that like introduced this thing. And I'm like, I told them, I was like, congratulations on your continued growth and your visibility (laughs) as you grow and get bigger and get more visible. You're going and have these elements of this culture. You're going to invite the rest of that culture in there and you can't be mad about it. I mean, you can be mad about it, but you can't, you can't denigrate it. You can't put it down because that is the reason that we are doing what we're able to do today. Right. Uh, All the spray paint that we have now is only here because writers using Rusto and Krylon and stuff were like, man, I want to make a paint that has a light, a really good light fastness or just like just blast wherever I need it to blast covers everything. That's why we have, all of the brands that we have now, you know, mm. if it wasn't for any of that, like none of these murals would be what they are today. The city would look completely different. And I've seen, I saw, I think it was a week or two ago that um, someone was, someone screenshotted either a next door post or an Instagram post. And it was a woman, a uh, Karen for sure, who was uh, talking about Sammy's Deli, the old Sammy's Deli, which is, I think it got knocked down today. Literally we're recording on Thursday, but she was just saying, Oh, someone had tagged. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And she was just like, I shouldn't have to look at this every day. I have to drive by here on Pecan Bitch. Avenue. I thought and it's it was like, kind of cool, though. You know, yeah, it looked fine. <laughs> exactly. It looks great. Like, it looked and like it goes together. It's an abandoned building regardless. Yeah. So like, you're looking at it. Just, yeah. Right. So, I mean, I could understand if you're, you own that business and someone did that to your window overnight, then you're probably going to get rid of it. But you're sitting there just waiting for demolition in an empty lot. Mm-hmm. like. And, but you already, I'm making assumptions here, but this is just the way it works. And what you were just talking about is that you are, you just know that's one of those women who sees a commissioned mural 
probably like the mural on the side of Peculiar Rabbit right across the street that Mike did or something. And just like, oh, that's beautiful. But this, it's very selective. Yep. She's looking for an Instagram mural, basically. Right. Yes. 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 And like for being on the outside at first and now coming in, seeing a lot more murals go up in the city is definitely helping out with just artists in general who are coming up now from high schoolers to middle schoolers being like, oh, I can stay here and still do the work. But I think where we're also missing in the city is that there's a disconnect between the idea of what's art and what's graffiti. Right. And I think right now the city needs, we need to get into the point of actually educating people. Like just cause you see this tag doesn't mean that it's graffiti is bad or something like that. This is artwork that's growing. Mm-hmm. Nurture that artist, work with it, keep going. It's not an eyesore. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, somebody messed something up. That's a different story, but right, you know right. what I mean? One hundred percent. Yeah. Graph writers are font designers, text designers. Mm-hmm. So what you're getting mad because somebody can make an uh, an O B S O look something crazy. Mm-hmm. Why are you getting mad about that? Right. You know. Because yeah, I mean that's that's one way I figured out how to get my handwriting to grow is to always look at these different graffiti styles and to see the letters. Like I remember. It was this crazy guy in Atlanta. Like, I really shouldn't call him crazy. I just didn't (laughs) understand him at that point in time. And he took me out on a date to Flying Biscuit. And I thought to myself, I already talk a lot, but nigga, you talk more than me. (laughs) You know, and he just kept running, flapping his gums. Well, at that time, he was one of the strongest characters in the graffiti community because he knew how to break letters up into angles. And... I can never read (laughs) what he made, but he was so happy to talk about it and how long he thought about it and how long he did these things. And I was like, I'm never going to do that. And now that I'm designing my own handwriting, I am doing not that, but I'm thinking about it for as long as he was. So I had a lesson to learn in that moment. I think a lot of people don't realize that one, it takes courage and hella intelligence to walk up to a space and make something in a less than 15 minute time period and roll the fuck out. One, Mm -hmm. two, you have to keep practicing the thing itself because I am completely new to this side of the world. I just know how to manage people. That's what I know how to do. If I'm going to be a middle school teacher, I know how to manage people. But for what you do, you already know from me, I'm learning from you all the time, the way you're learning from me all the time. Because mm. this this is my sensei. Right. <laughs> I, think, I think we trade off there. Yeah, we, we do we trade definitely off. trade off there. Yeah. Sensei partnership. You know, I, uh, I never heard until you said it earlier, liaison used as a verb, but I love that. I started <laughs> liaising and I was like, nice. I like that. And you just mentioned that you are a teacher and you, you had told me before that you teach Talking Walls. And street art, and you've you've integrated it into your curriculum yeah. in school. How do yeah. how do kids take to that? And you told me some interesting things about te- about kids, you know, running up to you with their tablet and being like, "I've yeah. seen this. I know where this is. I drive yeah, by it with my will, parents." So my kids treat me like I'm their family member, and they 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 pull up on me, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but here's what I've learned over time. Like when I first started doing it, the concept was beyond them. And I would have one kid in class that would say, oh, I've seen that. Now, years later, I have a third of the class that will speak up and say, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. The weekend will come through and students will pull out their phones and say, hey, look, remember that picture you showed us? 
me and my mom, mm -hmm. we were over there and she stopped the car so I could take pictures of it to show you. Kids ask a lot of really hard questions, as we know. And the hardest question for me to answer is exactly as I said it. Why mm -hmm. aren't these things on our side of town? And it links back to a conversation about gentrification. It also links back to uh, education on graffiti, because a lot of older black and brown people, they do equate graffiti equaling illegal, mm. illegal activity, meaning drugs. Because it's like the that's, broken windows policing kind of view mm -hmm. of looking at it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's how they see it. But I find that, you know, if we continue to push out in all areas of Charlotte, it's going to be a slow move. I know it's going to be a slow move, but to keep doing it, you'll have the beautiful mural in your backyard, kid, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know how to answer that question when they ask me that. Why is this not where we live? Why we got to go over there? My kids are more aware than others, in my personal opinion. And the fact that they can identify that when they go to certain sides of town, they do not like it when people look at them for too long. And I get it. That's very telling to me. They need to be everywhere, not just in one location. Mm -hmm. With yeah, with with art that's representative of them as well. Absolutely, that's why I love um, I love all the work that you guys have put in. Uh, I know you're part of the team that did the single letters West End on Beatty's Ford, also Abel's piece, the River of Life that mm -hmm. has the six icons. Um, Absolutely, because my West pasta End. up there. Yeah, I love that. That's so sick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the importance of representation. Well. It's super important to them because I, what I find most interesting is that a lot of my Latinx kids, when I teach this lesson, they go straight for Kilimari. Mm -hmm. Kilimari to them looks like somebody they already know, and they just go straight for them. They're also middle schoolers too, so they go straight for Do It, Do It League too, because mm -hmm. his images are just alive, crazy, <laughs> yeah. crazy mm -hmm. colors, and they know I like creepy things, so they try to impress me with creepiness, you know? <laughs> it's your season then. Yes, it is. <laughs> they work together too. Like they work together because yeah, they're, and they're, that's they're, what I tell okay. them. Yeah, that's what I tell them because you mm -hmm. know everybody hates working in a team, and it's just like, <laughs> sorry, let me go ahead and bust that bubble for you right yep. now. You're gonna work in a team for the rest of your life. Check out Lotus Eaters. <laughs> yeah, that's the rest of their crew. Oh man, they're great. <laughs> they would love. They would love to see them. I mean, every time my students are able to see someone doing something different, and that someone looks like them or reminds them of a family member. Before I know it, because I watched this over a 10-year period, they become that person. They become that creative. It, it was wild. When we did the opening for Big New Things here, one of my former students came over to me and said, okay, I make things now. And it was because I was inspired by the stuff I showed you in class. Baby, really? Because I think mm -hmm. he was year one or two of me teaching middle school, and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> Y'all are rough. But thank you. I'm... Put them in local street next year. Bump it. <laughs> like, I mean, it makes it okay. Once once yeah. they see like people are doing it and they're surviving doing it, like it makes mm -hmm. it okay to be like, oh, I can try to do that kind of stuff too. Yeah. And that's that's definitely part of your representation and exposure. Like, yeah, no, that's 100%. one of the that's one of the cool things because I think the the starving artist narrative is harmful to begin with. I mean, we have it in journalism as well. And I, I live it <laughs> as well as a business owner, just trying to fly by the seat of our pants. But we're not starving. Right, right. We're exactly. We're not starving at <laughs> yeah. all, by any means. Um, exactly. And, but to let people know that like, you know, this, I think that's a big part of this new acceptance 
publicly of murals and public street art. And it's also one of the more unfortunate parts about still stigmatizing graffiti. That's a different story like we just talked about. But as far as the acceptance goes, you're starting to see people can make money doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're, you know, have no, like Jimmy just did that Bojangles ad on the side of Evening Muse. Like who would have, who would have thought that five or 10 years ago, you're going to, Bojangles just going to come be like, can you paint us a mural on the side of this venue? And that's our pay. That's our ad. People said that a month ago too. Right. <laughs> I'm sure. So, I mean, what do y'all think about that? Cause there is that sort of, I don't think it's as prevalent now, but like you've always had that in music, art, whatever, that sort of uh, concern with selling out. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's as strong, at least not from what I've witnessed anymore in terms of like, I don't think anyone's going to be ashamed of doing something that they can paid a lot of money for. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, securing the bag is. I mean, if Louis Vuitton invites me to scribble all over a bunch of right. Louis Vuitton bags. <laughs> Done. Yes. Yeah. I can yes. do that. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's more than one way to execute a work of art. This is without mm-hmm. a doubt. Selling out to me is you're literally producing the exact same image again and again and again for profit. All right. Creating a career in the arts requires you to push yourself across different avenues. Mm. Those are two completely different ideas to me. I would feel like a sellout if I couldn't switch my style up every three years. Mm -hmm. That's when I would feel like a sellout because I do that in reality. I started off drawing and painting. Then I got into photography. From photography, I got into printmaking. From printmaking, I got into collaging. It's like the medium itself changed every three years and having the freedom to experiment with something new is what I want to do. That's what I enjoy. I just know the industry now and know how to apply value to my works within the industry and across different levels of the industry. If I like, you know, those little Murakami, little smiley, smiley face flower things. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this is awesome. But I kind of miss it when, you know, you were creep mode and had a huge freaking rabbit vomiting out all of these things. Like, I don't get to see that part anymore. I don't get to see like the weird anime sculpture with the big boobs anymore from Murakami. Like, that's what I want to see from you. But instead, I only see the same product again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And just in terms of seeing that growth, I mean, you personally, Arco, what was your experience in sort of how hard did you have to really fight to sort of get people to start hiring you to actually do these jobs in a public way, like a pure intentions, or for example, just because I mentioned that earlier. So that one was so pure intentions was the talking walls assignment. So that was oh, great. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that was in and of itself, that was already a paid gig. Mm -hmm. But stemming from that, it definitely has been because I started in street art and I've always been about free art and access. For me, it was really building up, building up my credit or my clout within my community just by creating this game that people could play, explaining that my art was an effort to one, give everybody access, two, give everybody a chance to take something home, three, play a game where they get out and get to see their neighborhood and other people's neighborhoods, and four, to try and change attitudes. If people see something bright or shiny and it makes them smile, 
for a half second or just like get out of whatever maybe negative mindset or whatever like cycle of thinking that they were they were in like my goal has been achieved so starting with that and then getting the pure intentions wall for talking walls and educating businesses and other artists about why do murals and why this costs this much and how much does your is your time worth and telling businesses like you hired me because you like my style don't say oh arco hey it's nice to meet you you're an artist cool can i get you for a portrait mm -hmm. if you want a skull Right. Cool. I got you. We're good. <laughs> we are good. Uh, if we're going to be trying to do portraits, I'm sorry, but we are both going to be probably disappointed at what comes out. That is not my strength. And that is not mm -hmm. something that I'm really trying hard to do. That being said, I have been playing with rendering lately. It's a lot of fun. It's way harder than I thought it was going to be, mm -hmm. but it's great. But it's about, it was, it's been about really educating people and businesses and business owners as to looking at who you're selecting for a thing. Like this isn't, Art, artists shopping for artists isn't like shopping at Walmart for a spoon. You don't have like 30 things that do the same thing. Right. You do. And each spoon does look different. Like you got to approach it differently. So mm -hmm. if, if you want something that looks illustrated, look at their art and hire an artist that does that style. If you want something that's text-based, mm -hmm. I immediately think Carla, Chad, those mm -hmm. are my first two go-tos whenever I think text for artists in Charlotte. It's, it really has been, yeah. Final answer, education. Right. Educating has <laughs> been a long road and I've learned how to be a lot more gentle with it and to not be mad at people that don't respond back or that are like, oh, I don't like that. Or can you change this? Because it's a learning experience for, for us as well. Like, I understand if you hire me for a mural, then after we talk, I'm going to understand, are you allowing me full creative control? And you're going to understand that if I get to do whatever I want on this space, the mural is going to cost less for you. Yeah, because it costs less for me, but it is much more pleasure and energy put into it mm -hmm. versus, oh, I want these colors and I want this imagery. I want this character. Cool. Well, that means that I have to work within these boundaries. That's a challenge. And that challenge requires time. That time costs money. Right. Yeah. And that's an interesting point you make about different styles and things, because, Will, I was thinking and correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't think that you're you do a lot of painting art right because i think of you as a photographer hmm. multimedia photography mostly yeah but yeah. i have been getting into painting for the last okay. three or four years now that's because i think i mean obviously black market does a lot of multimedia work in general you look at mm -hmm. the it takes a village room and that's all photos with paint with anything you could think of but i mean just as someone who's known i think more for photography what is it like to sort of like trying to get work start working with this festival that is specifically about street art and painting and just sort of trying to get in where you fit in and and, and do the work with that on that level okay so if i'm answering your question right so honestly to mimic a lot of what arco said mm -hmm. it's the same thing in both artistic spaces understanding what somebody else wants them needing to understand what they want and there's a high crossover between the photography world and the street art world, because, you know, just being a street photographer is considered street art at the same time. It's just we display our work in different ways. And my first time actually being interacted with the festival, I didn't realize it was the first year, 2018, with Don Marco. And that's when I met most of the people. So I've always wanted to kind of be a part of Talking Walls, but I never knew who to talk to. Which, by the way, I didn't know I knew who to talk to until this year. <laughs> <Say that. laughs> yeah, I didn't. All about education. Yeah, yeah education. 
But when I met everybody in 2018, that's when I started really paying attention and kind of educating myself on the art world in Charlotte and what's been happening, what's going on, the people that I know and the people that I don't know that I want to meet. And this is just all kind of culminated into me getting to here where I am now. So I've been expanding out in my work, not just being known as a photographer, but also trying to create different type of art pieces to basically elevate myself as an artist at the right. same time. So it was very, very humble for me for It Takes a Village. I actually had a painting in the gallery that Jen chose that she didn't even know was mine. So oh, okay. She thought it was I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's good. But yeah, hopefully I answered your question. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, I was trying to, I'm trying to figure out what the I question is. I mean, I'm just thinking of these off the top of my head anyway. I'm just trying yeah. to start a conversation. <laughs> so, I mean, no, that makes sense. And I'm I, that's cool as hell that... uh that you have been working on painting lately and got that into it takes the village. Cause that's uh I'm looking forward to seeing more of that for sure. And like Haley, you are an admin, so that can be taken a lot of different ways. What is your, what is your role? What have you been up to and lead up? So my role's kind of been similar the past couple of years with a little bit of a change with Carla coming on board. Previously, my first year, I was kind of thrown in. Um, I was in a class with Mike Worth. He's previously on the board and he was like, Oh, you're really organized. You should be our whatever. And then I hopped on and I was volunteer coordinator. So, you know, community outreach and managing, you know, how the community plays into talking walls um, in some aspects. But now I'm definitely a lot more behind the scenes. Um, hopefully I'll be working with volunteers this year, but just kind of coordinating different things for our internal team and taking a lot of notes and learning from Carla a lot. So that's that's more my role. I feel like uh, it's been a pleasure to watch everyone grow. It's I got into Talking Walls because of education and we've been kind of coming back to that and just seeing how in the beginning it was like this huge kind of, I guess, outreach to so many different artists. We had so many different people, backgrounds, influences the first kind of, I guess, I guess the second year of Talking Walls. And then we kind of reeled it in and we've really been focusing on building up our own community and who like focusing on outreach here. So it's been really interesting to just watch how our board and our contacts and everything have changed and grown over the last couple of years. I kind of went off the rails there, but no, you're good. Just thoughts. <laughs> Listen, I just want people to ramble. That's what I told Carla last time. I was like, I'm that's better that. than people who give me one answer questions. I mean, one one word answers, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When Carla said, she's like, I'm bringing like four people. I'm like, we're talking today. Yeah, we're talking we talk. walls. Get into it. Well, let's talk about the one thing. We've had about three different arts episodes that are all almost all of them centered around this ongoing debate. And that started with the arts tax at the county level uh, two years ago, I guess it was now. And then sort of evolved into a conversation at the city level about funding. And now we're at a point where they have decided to sort of move away from the ASC allocating model that they were using before and now creating it. An arts and culture board with the city, six person board. They just named um, a new arts and culture officer who's going to sort of spearhead that effort. I'm going to mispronounce her name. I got to I got to read it in order to say it. But uh, I know her name. What is Priya. 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 Yes. Priya. She's a good person. Right. Yeah. She she's seems good. awesome. Uh, they named two new members: um, uh, Shafeli Patel and Nick Tosco, just this past I don't Monday. Know Nick, but I know Shafeli. Right. I actually went to Vance with Nick a long time ago because um, he's with. His dad runs the Tosco Music, the open. They do the Tosco concerts, I think, every uh, once of every quarter, or something like that. Mm -hmm. But they uh, they're definitely more on the music side. I don't know what he how involved he is in visual arts and stuff, but I'm sure he's uh, plenty familiar with 
aspects of the art scene. But anyway, that being said, so we got a six member board. This is going to be in charge of sort of uh, doling out, allocating money to different arts organizations and individuals within yeah. the city. This has been sort of years in the making here, and, and it's going to be an entirely different approach. Are you guys optimistic I as am. to how this is going to be carried out? At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care doesn't have to wait because after hours, urgent care knows accidents happen. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. Schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com. Get ready. Broadway is returning to Charlotte. Blumenthal Performing Arts has an incredible selection of upcoming hits, including the returns of Hamilton and Wicked. Plus, the long-awaited Charlotte debut of Disney's Frozen and many more fan-favorite musicals and plays. Season tickets are on sale now at BlumenthalArts.org slash BPA Broadway. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. At Ortho Carolina, personalized orthopedic care goes beyond my appointment. Accessible, comprehensive, and compassionate. It's my care, my way. Schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com. I am, because last I heard, they are one of the people that are involved are really looking to make sure that there is at least one working artist and also another person who understands the value of education to be a part of that board. Yeah, and I agree. And I uh, there was a little bit of a hang up on Monday voting these people in because people are confused about the conflict of interest sort of ethic thing as terms of someone being involved with an organization already, which is allowed, but mm-hmm. you just have to either recuse yourself or your, or your organization is not going to become one of the granted ones. Uh, it's not going to receive grants. So you can receive grants. Mm-hmm. You will not be able to pull from their pots specifically. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Not, not those specific grants yes. from the city yeah. for three years. Right. And then people were sort of like, oh, well, I don't want to vote for this person if they're involved in any arts organization. But I'm sitting there watching uh, virtually, obviously, and I'm just like yelling at the screen like you have to be involved with the arts in some manner to even be considered for this or else there's not really any point in voting you in. Mm -hmm. Did any of y'all think about consider applying for the board for the arts office why are you look at me look at I know. me I, I, I know i definitely applied yeah <laughs> i know a couple of people i know uh, harvey harvey applied yeah no no uh, harvey applied for prius position right right the yeah. officer officer yeah yeah and then i know it's a couple of us that have gone out for the advisory board which is what they're trying to fill now right, four more spots. and then there's underneath the advisory board there's going to be a steering committee of about 30 to 40 community representatives to hopefully help inform the advisory committee. Okay, right. I mean, are how are the rest of y'all feeling in terms of optimism for, they definitely upped the funding amount compared to what they were giving to AS, ASC to allocate through their own thing, yeah. um, through private donations as well as the city budget. But 
All right, I think up. the most intelligent thing to do would be sure that you have enough community representation across its different levels from grassroots to legacy organizations, in addition to the councilmen and the politicians. That way, you're essentially what you're doing at the end of the day is that you're predicting how Charlotte is going to handle the arts for the next three to five years. Mm-hmm. You know, your work may be done after three years, but whatever you get started, it's still going to continue after you leave. Having that healthy balance in addition to someone understanding education, because think of it like this. I am our ASC rep for our school. Middle school gets like two to two to $3,000. You can bring someone in, you can take the students out. You just have to agree that someone is going to be a resident for a period of time at your school to get the full pot. Oh, okay. CMS as a whole has not heard back from ASC yet because I'm not quite sure if it's going to be doable. Mm-hmm. So someone needs to be on that board who fully understands like, okay, do we understand that there are a lot of schools that are looking forward to this money? I work at a Title I school. A lot of my students have never stepped foot in a museum and I really don't care if I'm showing them old dead white people. Mm -hmm. You should come experience this space. This is where I started. You'll be fine. We'll talk shit together. (laughs) But you need this experience to see how far you can go, you know? Because of all of the decisions, no one in CMS has been able to contact the artists who generally get paid to come into the school or take students out of school if they've never left school before their whole entire time there, take them out of school and just go somewhere different for a couple of hours, you know? Right. That is super important to me. If I was in that position, I would definitely spend part of my time arguing for that, how it does change my students. And I just got started taking them out on field trips. Therefore, I do not have data of what that looks like to a child 10 years later. I have data of what it looks like for a college student to experience me 10 years later. Right. Nominate Carla. <laughs> for president. So. Well, I got three votes. I need three more. How about oh, okay. that? Okay. There you go. So I so for your question earlier, I think at first I wasn't very optimistic about the change, but it seems like the the city. Sorry, mm-hmm. I, I know they're separate. No, you good. Yeah, the city is uh moving in the right direction to make this actually be beneficial by um bringing in by who they're bringing in and to put together advisory boards like that. Being able to experience how other cities and counties have done this. That's why I wasn't optimistic at first because the city, the city of Charlotte just wasn't ready for that type of step, mm-hmm. but it needs that step because being able to switch up the funding, it not only does it open up the pot that artists can apply to, it also opens up the level of people that can maybe say bring in more legacy funding to other organizations become bigger. Now, this is all assuming that it all goes right. right. I don't want to say like it's going to happen like this, but mm-hmm. it's going to be some years down the line before this becomes like the best thing to ever happen. But, you know, it seems like there's enough people in the right know right. to be like, hey, we need to talk to these organizations and we just need more community leaders and community people to be a part of the board to actually say, okay, yeah, you keep going to this one place all the time. But, you know, there's like two other organizations over here that have a whole other connection of 1,500 artists in the city that will give you what you need at the same time. Can you talk to them, please? Exactly that. Exactly that. So my answer to that question is I'm very I'm optimistic because it is changing. Finally, my opinion, my personal view, the ASC in Charlotte was made for that disbursement of corporate funds into the arts. Mm -hmm. 
Well, with the advent of internet and technology, sorry, but all those models suck. Right. <laughs> they are not functional. They have slowly been dying. So you so there has been such an explosion of art groups, collectives, connections that I'm very happy to see this change occur. I've been to the ASC. The artists there were very nice, but it wasn't one of those places where I felt like I could be like, hey, what do you guys do? Hey, uh, is are there grants available? Is that, you know, I didn't feel the word, is it welcome? It's, I wasn't really, I didn't feel like I could be forthcoming. Like, how, how do I get money to do more of the stuff that I want to do? Right. So I'm really glad to hear that that structure is changing and optimistic about the fact that that they are starting to be like, oh, okay, let's do it different now. Let's update the way we do things. But what I'm hopeful for is that they continue to monitor and update and tune up and optimize and make sure that they don't, that what happens before um, with uh, city restrictions, oh, you need to be insured for this much. You need to have years of experience. You need to have had jobs that cost this much or murals that were this big, like, those are barriers for entry. You need right. to fill out an application and write an essay. That's a barrier for entry. I know artists that don't write, that don't right. speak English. Having to write an essay in English isn't going to work. I'm sorry. That just means they're not going to get the money. Right. No matter how amazing they are. You and know? you mean like for those public art projects, like at, at government buildings and stuff, or just in general grants? This is a, this is a large generalization. Right. Huge gotcha. sweeping brush. <laughs> I'm seeing it now. Uh, organizations are being much more inviting, and the people that make those decisions as to where the money goes. One, it's that bottleneck has been taken out, which I'm really happy to see because that's really what happened. Those restrictions, plus having one place to go for all the money to be dispersed to people that only they can view. You know, there's mm -hmm. people everywhere, but their headlights are only showing this group of people right. in front of them that they're connected to. I'm optimistic to see that change and grow. And I'm happy to see that those people that are making those decisions are being more or becoming more involved in the art world, not the high elite art world. Like mint is cool. Beckler's cool. But sometimes I don't want to go to a museum. Right. Right. I don't want to feel stuffy. I sculpt. I like to touch stuff. Mm -hmm. I will touch stuff. <laughs> you can ask. Right. I will. I don't care where I will touch it. <laughs> I like going to black market when the show's open having everybody around, being able to see the artwork there, going to Goodyear, seeing the sculptures and art there, going to these um, these collective shows that have been popping up in the past, what, four or five years now. Mm -hmm. um, all of these different groups of artists that are starting to do big things together without the need for these larger structures granting money. But now that those doors are being shown to us and access is being given, like the door is cracked open, the door isn't being held open. Mm -hmm to let anybody through but the door is now cracked to where we can peek in we can push it open and come through and it is getting easier right so i'm optimistic that that ease of access is gonna continue i'm hopeful that that ease of access is going to continue and that the voice of one or two people isn't going to squash the opinions and the vision of the majority because mm -hmm. uh, that's the other thing that happens a lot with some of these right systems so the hope that the hope is that that bottleneck doesn't just continue and be through the city committee in the same way it was at ASC, but because there's not only a, a team of six people, but like you said, a subcommittee under them. Mm -hmm. And that as, as long as you can make that subcommittee in that, in that advisory board 
diverse enough and I diverse, I mean, diverse in a, in a million different ways, whether it be through mediums, race, age, experience, things like that. As long as that can have such a wide spectrum, then I think, yeah, I'm, I'd be pretty optimistic that hopefully you can sort of spread it out more yeah, with yeah. more people understanding being close to that scene. And to be clear, I'm not throwing shade at any organization. Like right. they do great things. These are just negative parts about them. You mm-hmm. know, we all we all have but a long standing. I do garbage stuff sometimes. <laughs> I feel like I'm a nice person overall, though. Right. You know, it's just <laughs> just to be clear. Mm-hmm. And Haley, what has been your experience? Justin, you said you were a student with, of Mike's or you were? Yeah, I was um, I was a student at Queens and I took an arts leadership class mm-hmm. um, that got me involved in the meta program. Oh, with, so you were in, in Sam's meta mural residency? Um, yes. So mm-hmm. I helped out with that. Our whole class did. And mm-hmm. then um, that eventually led me to also help out with talking walls and um, doing some work with that. So you've been, I mean, for how relatively recent all that happened <laughs> you've already been involved in multiple different organizations and and seem to be pretty uh well integrated in charlotte's art scene i mean what has been your experience with seeing the funding model sort of change in that short amount of time it's a problem <laughs> um it's it's one of those things where it can feel really frustrating especially having um, really close relationships with the people who run these organizations and like I see the effort they're putting in I see the work I see them grinding and it's like that energy not being reciprocated or appreciated by people who are profiting off of it is really <laughs> flustering especially like I'm not even a firsthand artist and I feel flustered but uh, that's that's kind of been I feel like what I've witnessed since I entered into this community and um I definitely can see it changing and I'm appreciative of that I think that my only real like thought concern is that I don't want us to fall, I don't want to say like victim to like the bureaucracy of things like that, but I don't want the Charlotte art community to lose any of that grit, any of that um, solidarity, that love that I feel like we have right now, trying to like get the, get the piece of bread on the table. Right. So that's, that's kind of where it's around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, like Charlotte art seems super tight. Like Mm -hmm. people for the majority of the time are really kind and, um, you know, open and generous and all of that, but like just human nature sometimes, you know, like you, yeah. you want yours. Mm-hmm. And I totally understand that. Right. It's a game of survival out there, but no, I'd agree. It's, there's, there's far more support than there's any, anything can get siloed at a, at a certain respect, but I see a ton of support. All right, well, let's wrap this thing up and talk about what people can expect uh, come October 18th. What's, do we got some uh, new, I know we we na- we mentioned uh, Nika King. Yeah, so Nika is a yes. What I wanted to say was the Titans of Charlotte are participating in it. Definite Titan out of Atlanta is coming up, pulling up to show us love. Okay. Nika just needs to be seen more than once in Charlotte altogether. So it's kind of cool having her here for her first time around, but she'll be back again. And I'm really excited to see what our international brother has is going to pull off because he's already here doing something downtown. Oh, okay. So why not knock out two while you're here? Right. I guess will will the map stay pretty similar? Past works getting painted over? Are there new locations? So and- that you know, camp's definitely at the newest location. Mm-hmm. Optimus Hall is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're going to utilize Metropolitan because they've been a wonderful partner this entire time. And back to you, Arco. You know more <laughs> than I do. Sounds like you're still finalizing the map. No, no, no. Marco, Arco knows everything. Oh, okay, okay, I gotcha. just, mm, after 4.30, <laughs> yeah, I am right. simply unable. 
Yeah, our our regions are staying pretty much are staying pretty much the same. I'd say that we're hitting Noda area, camp area, and really our only we don't really have outliers. Honestly, so far I think I've been, yeah. I've been I've been running on paint orders today and You're good. yesterday, so my brain's a little. Um, is it talkingwalls dot com or org? Talkingwallscharlotte. Talkingwallscharlotte.com is where you can go to learn more and learn about the artists that have been announced. Is there any? Um, I know that I've always had a blast, and I know that you guys are being COVID safe, so I, it might be look different. But I know there's usually like a day party, sort of ending things out. Where can people look for that? The details, social media, and social media, and the website. I yeah. would say one is coming because what is life without a good old fashioned party? Yes. Even in the age mm-hmm. of a pandemic, outdoor parties are are fine. Yes, yep. let's do it. Because people like to congregate and I like to stay far away in the back. Yes. <laughs> Anything else that you guys want to shout out, mention, plug before we get out of here? Make sure you go to the Instagram, Talking Wall Charlotte. We're doing blind boxes right now. You can get you a chance to donate to the festival while still getting something back. Some old merch and dope merch, you know. Maybe some stickers. You never know what you're going to get in the blind box. Just go in there. That's why it's a blind box. We are still we are still taking donations. Uh, we are still looking for volunteers. All of that information can be found on Instagram, which will link to the page. All that information is on the page, including how to how to join, how to be part of it, how to how to commit. And then you can get you'll end up getting with us, and we'll let you know how everything's going to work out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we look forward to as much community involvement and engagement as we can. Like we really, really do enjoy when our city gives itself to itself really because <laughs> we're trying to give as much of ourselves to the city as we can right so it's fun to ha- share that energy and experience you know absolutely so please come right. most importantly though volunteers need y'all need y'all hit the Volunteer. link in the bio hit the get link in the bio you get a free shirt you ever free shirt to do a mural in charlotte come volunteer come volunteer mm-hmm. hey and you can learn that too it's all about education because i love that type of thing uh, i'm blown away by it, just the amount of work that goes into it in general because you know you might be driving down a road and be like oh shit that popped up in a week's time but man it's a lot all right cool i really appreciate y'all all coming by i'll be uh following up and and can't wait to see what what great works come out of this and uh i'm sure i'll be seeing all of you guys soon enough at some event or another but uh thanks for coming on Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers.